Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. As one of the largest providers of daycare in Northumberland County, the YMCA offers a unique perspective on the pressures facing operators. As we heard last week, the transition to providing $10 a day spaces has left many providers wondering if they can stay open. Eunice Kirkpatrick, CEO of the YMCA Northumberland, gives a candid assessment of the situation from the front lines. Operating 22 programs in the county, it is the largest non-profit supplier of daycare, as well as before and after school programs for kids. If you are a parent, grandparent or caregiver, you will want to hear what she has to say in the first segment. I'm delighted today to have Eunice Kirkpatrick, the CEO of the YMCA Northumberland on Consider This Northumberland. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. I'm really happy to be here. There's a lot of information floating around out there about daycare closures. Recently, the YMCA head office said the current funding formula is threatening the viability of its daycare centers across the province. Can you tell us, very simply, is there any chance of daycare centers operating by the YMCA in Northumberland County under threat of closing? Well, yes, there is risk uh, with the the new Canada-wide early learning uh, system, um, early learning childcare system that was introduced in 2022. And if I can just uh, give you a little bit of background, uh, Rob, and the wise role provincially in what we're doing. But um, just to give you some uh, context, the wise has been delivering high quality childcare um, in Ontario for 55 years, believe it or not. And we currently offer 76,000 licensed spaces collectively. So we represent a fifth of the spaces in the province. And we were really pleased when the government announced the $10 a day program because making high quality childcare more affordable, more accessible is a valued investment in our communities and in our province and across Canada, because this is a national program. Um, And it really yields a lot of social economic returns by supporting the needs of our youngest learners. And many of them I see daily in our childcare next door to my office. And it does allow more families, specifically um, females, to participate in the workforce. So that's a little bit of context of where we're coming from. Um, I'm going to refer to it as CWELC because it's it's mouthy, the Canada-wide early learning childcare system. So CWELC will be the acronym. But when the government did announce it, they were looking at 86,000 spaces um, throughout our province. And that's a, that was announced in 2022 with a full implementation in 2026. And we anticipate by the time 20, uh, 2026 rolls around, 
that will have escalated to about 220,000 spaces that people will be looking for because it's lucrative, the $10 a day. And we're also um, looking at the dilemma of a, a shortfall of 8,500 registered early childhood educators. So that's, um, that's where we're at right now. Um, I can go on to talk a little bit more about let, let's just take a, a break at it for a moment because I'd like to go back sure. and sort of dig into some of the things that you've said because they're really, really important and significant. Yeah. First of all, locally, how many does, sorry, locally, how many daycare spaces does the YMCA operate in the county? So um, in the in our Sumlin County, we have 600 spaces, licensed spaces. That's our operating capacity. Um, our license capacity is around 1,100. And I, I say that because it's significant because there's a number of, uh, obviously the shortage of ECEs already that we're experiencing. We can't um, open all specifically our before and after child cares. And I wanna clarify this CWELT funding only applies to children six uh, under six years of age. So we operate 22 sites in Northumberland County but 18 of them are before and after school care and the reduction fee reduction does not apply to to those kids the impact then locally when you say that there is a, a threat of a closure locally you're talking about some of these 22 operations that you run how many would be impacted of the 22 four um would be um under stress potential stress because um, we only the discount only applies to children under six and we operate four full day child cares uh, the remainder 18 are before and after so that it's not really applicable to that although I think at some point the government's going to look at that when you look at the current funding model what is the problem where is the disconnect between what you're trying to do and what the government is trying to fund Absolutely. So currently when they rolled out the fee reduction and um, they're looking, so last year, all parents received a 50% reduction in fees that, um, and, and their fees were around 41 to 43, depending on the program that we're looking at. So 50% right off the bat, it will continue. Reductions will continue over the next couple of years until we reach that $10 a day, which is, is excellent. And we're fully supportive of that for parents. Where the disconnect comes in is um, there was a cap on the parent fees in 2022 where providers couldn't increase the fees. So we, we are running with the same fees, but on the operating expense side, um, costs continue to rise. So we look at food costs, which have gone up exponentially through the pandemic. We're looking at supplies in general. We're looking at um, energy costs. So all of those costs continue to rise. And prior to this, um, uh, the CWELC, we were able to implement increases on the parent fees to cover those costs. So as much as we're getting reimbursed, <clears throat> excuse me, for the parent fee subsidy, nothing has been recognized in the funding formula for the expense side of things. How much does it cost to run a daycare center? Well, we can, I can drill it down to one centre, but 62% of our annual budget is related to um, childcare for this year. So we're, our overall budget for YMCA Northumberland is 10 million. 
and 62% of that, so 620,000 um, is used to operate all our child cares. Of that, then parents pay a, a portion of that. Now, are there any other sources of revenue that you can receive that help you offset some of those costs? Not specific to the, the child care, because we have to look at that as its own cost center with this new CWELC program. Um, so we're really urging the province um, the provincial government and the federal government to um, look at the funding formula. It's really important that uh, the funding formula is addressed, that all expenses are covered. And the other piece um, that I want to also address is just the workforce um, and the wage inequity. I, I appreciate that. And, and I'd like to talk about that at, at some Absolutely. length. But while we're talking about costs, I was interviewing Leslie Patterson last week. She's in charge of the early yes. years uh, services programs. Yes. And she said that the county puts in about $1.5 million to help support daycares. Do you receive any of those monies? Yes, uh, we do. Um, and we're very fortunate to have such a great partner as Northumberland County, but we do receive uh, funding. Um, there is wage enhancement, uh, there's general operating grants, and with the new CWELC, there's also annual increases now that will help support wage wages as well. Yeah. When you were talking there, you were talking about uh, receiving enough money to cover your expenses. We hear in the debate, as people are talking about this, about full cost recovery. Yes. Is that what you're talking about when you're yes. describing that? So Absolutely. how much would you need then to hit that mark? How much more money would locally would we need so that you could meet your expenses and not have to be concerned about closing? So I think it would be, it would differ per provider in the community. But if you look at what we've not been able to increase our fees, you know, year over year, which is compounded. So if we look at a three to 4% per year on, on wage uh, parent fees, we've lost that. So, um, it would be hard it, hard to sort of provide a finite number, but there's that piece, but also um, to help support wages as well, because um, there is such a disparity in the wage, um, the ECE wage. So we would need um, probably between, I'm going to throw out a number here, but at least uh, 15 to 20% to cover um, our infrastructure. And I, I also want to make um, a, a point too with, with our why, because we, we are the largest provider in Northumberland County, we do have a different st staffing infrastructure. So we need staff to support our curriculum. We need staff to support the licensing audits. They're not necessarily staffing programs, but there's administration that goes with a lot of the compliance that's required of licensed childcare. You've referenced it a couple of times. I'd like to come back to it now, and that is staffing. Definitely. So let's let's talk about that. First of all, how much do you pay your staff at the moment? Well, right now we're in around the, for ECEs, it's around the $24 um, per hour. 20, $23.86 is the wage floor. So it could be ranging between um, $23.86, um, There's It's higher for supervisors. The wage, um, we were really pleased that uh, the government did re recognize the advocacy that we had done from a YMC Ontario perspective last fall and because they came out with the workforce strategy where they are looking at addressing wages um, year over year 
However, more work needs to be done because there's still an inequity with the public and private sector. What would you see as being the ideal salary range for uh, ECE workers that you feel would recognize their expertise? Really, um, any ECE years, um, they're the looking after our most precious possessions, our children. And um, so anywhere, I think, in the, the $30 range is, is not unreasonable. And if you look at the school boards and the ECE compensation, um, that would be um, more equitable and and rewarding. And it provides sense a, a, a feeling of them being valued as well, because they they work very hard. ECEs work tremendously hard every day. Yeah. I notice on your social media account, you are currently looking for uh, early childhood educators, uh, but there's a lot of talk that these type of people are hard to find, to hire, to retain. Can you maybe share some of your experience in trying to hire staff? Yeah, and so it, it certainly um, is challenging. Um, and I, I just want to make a point when I talk about ECEs, we have um, non-ECEs in our um, facilities as well, who also are doing equally the, the same amount of work. And um, some of them come with other other qualifications. They might be you know, retired teachers, they might have an, e, uh, an EA from a school board. Um, but some of the challenges, um, I, I really do think it comes down to, to the wage compensation. Retention is tough. It tends to be more female-dominated uh, profession and um, second income. And the, the, we shouldn't have that disparity. We want to make sure that there's equity in the workplace. And I think, um, you know, we have a lot of long-term uh, employees that we've managed to retain. They love their, their work. Um, but when it becomes a, a an affordability, you know, I think that's when a lot of them do leave onto the to move onto the school boards. When it mm -hmm. comes to all of the issues that we just talked about, are there other aspects of it that maybe don't get talked about very much, but are critical? So I I think in a sense the other other factors I think that um, should be considered. Not many people are going into the profession anymore because I think of the the wage disparity. So we're creating a two-tier system where we pay an ECE in the school board X and we're paying an ECE in a childcare um, quite a bit less. So um, there's, that's discouraging people from going into the profession. And we need to, we need to address that from a skills um, training perspective as well um, to make sure that, you know, because not everybody wants to work in the school board and vice versa. So if there's wage equity, then um, the pool would grow, pool of people would grow. The Ontario government is working on a new funding formula. What would you like to see happen with that funding formula and how will this make it better? So really, um, the, with the funding formula, there's two sort of key pieces that we want to make sure. Um, really to deliver on the commitment of a new long-term, this new long-term funding formula that will build in full cost recovery. And in the interim, enhance the funding allocations for 2024 to ensure the viability of the sector. Um, we are definitely supportive. Um, even from a YNC Ontario perspective, we've offered to pilot the new funding formula to to determine, you know, is, is this really going to work? Are, are we getting everything covered that we need to? But um, we know this change is difficult and that doesn't come without its challenges. 
Um, but I, I'm an optimist and I feel all working together from all levels of government, all three tiers, we can make this happen and provide the understanding that's required from a provider. We can't have more stress on the providers and it also cannot be um, a convoluted process to report back on it because that would, in, that would increase their overhead as well, right? Um, and, and I think the last uh, thing there, Rob, would be the workforce strategy is to continue to move that forward and get uh, the wages to where people feel valued and uh, respected in the industry. The Ontario government has ordered municipalities that directly operate childcare centres to do a value for money audit of their programs to determine if they could instead be operated by a quote unquote third party. This has raised concerns about privatization. First and foremost, is that the way things work in Northumberland or is it different? Primarily in Northumberland, um, it's the, the non-for-profit sector. Most of our child cares, with maybe the exception of one or two, are in, in the, the non-for-profit sector. Are you concerned, though, overarching about the possible privatization of daycare centres? Is that an issue for you? Um, it's... Uh, Certainly, you know, is something we have to consider. Um, I would, I would say that if um, the formula isn't worked out through the, the the various governments, then there is the risk that uh, providers will look at modifying the uh, the program they're currently running, or maybe withdrawing from Seawell, and then so you're back to your full fee, full fee, parent fee again. Um, but I think this risk in all of this that we're dealing with and how we're all trying to navigate through, um, it, again, what's the eligibility of the private sector being able to tap into the Seawell funding as well? So that would have to be given consideration. Port Hope Council is offering space at its former Ruth Clark Centre and its Canton Hub. Is the YMCA interested in either of these sites to create additional spaces? Well, in actual fact, when I um we are looking the, the count, so I talked about the eighty six thousand spaces provincially. Um, locally, we're looking at four hundred collectively um as providers, and we the YMCA is um going to be opening three centres over this next year. One being the Canton Hub, and it was just announced today. And so I think you're reading that press release. <laughs> and um, we also have a purchased a facility in Warkworth and um, we're converting it as I speak right now. And there's also, so that we'll have 49 children at each of those locations. And then we're looking at Northumberland, I wanna see NCIS, but it's the Northumberland Center for Individual Studies. And we're offering uh, 15 spaces of mixed age group and um, that's in the works as well. So, Is this a good approach, uh, having a municipal body offering space? I, it's an excellent approach because it's communities working together and the collaboration that we have seen, um, both with the Trent Hills community, uh, Coburg and Fort Hope has been tremendous. And um, they want to see these services in their communities, um, which would, will help and support employment opportunities. So if people have childcare, then jobs will be filled because there's, there's a deficit of many jobs throughout the, the communities in 22. Can you share any stories about parents trying to find a space, a daycare space in the county? Yeah, it's very, very difficult. And um, I will I will share that a, a story is um, one of our board members 
um, has a, a, a daughter who has a child and can't get in anywhere um, throughout the county. And, you know, we're looking even home childcare um, have waiting lists. So it's very, very difficult. And the advice to anyone who's looking to start a family, as soon as you you know that you're going to be having a child, you'll want to get the child on the waiting list. And even at that, it could be, you know, two, three years out. So it, it is a challenge to find care. Just last week, the federal families minister, Jenna Suds, said the provinces had their eyes wide open when they signed on for $10 a day daycare. And I'm going to quote her right now. She, she said, the provinces and territories entered into these agreements, eyes wide open, knowing what the expectations were, knowing how many spaces were expected to be created and what dollars were on the table for them to work with. And I fully expect we'll continue working with them to ensure that this is successful. How do you respond to her statement? I I would say it there was definitely an underestimation of how much this is going to cost. And um, you know, from a provincial federal um perspective, Ontario was the last province to sign on to the agreement and um, because they were they wanted to ensure that they had the funds from the federal level to make sure that this you know, could be implemented in the way it needed to be done so. But I do think there was definitely a, 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 yeah, an underestimation of the magnitude of cost um, that it was gonna have for each province, yeah. Do you think this kind of finger pointing is helpful at this time? It's not helpful. Um, I, I feel we all have to come together. This is a tremendous, we've been waiting for this for a long, long time. People have been talking about the tech, you know, the affordable childcare for many, many years. This is a fantastic program um, that I think both um, the federal and provincial government must commend themselves on bringing to the, the table and to all provinces. And now that it's here, we we just have to, to work it through. Um, it's definitely a, the way of the future and we need to be positive and come to the table and come up with solutions. What advocacy needs to occur to move the governments to fix this problem? At this point in time, the advocacy is really on the funding formula, a real understanding of what is, what's the deficit. Because if providers don't have um, the adequate funding, the risk is they close, you know, they, they move away from Seawelk, they, you know, start doing their own thing. So if, if this is something we, we all want to get behind and fulfill the vision of our country, because it is across the country, this program, then we need to ensure um, that we've come this far. We've come two years into it. Um, yes, there's going to be hurdles, there's going to be challenges, but um, we, yeah, I think it's a, an important program um, for, yeah, for our families. What can parents, grandparents, or anyone else who is listening do to support this? I, I, I think it's just, you know, making its awareness, its advocacy. You know, uh, we have met with um, our MPP, uh, David Puccini, and he he is supportive. Um, I know he does talk uh, to the Minister Lecce. Um, we have great advocacy at Y Ontario. Um, we have a staff there who sits at the minister's table. So, and, and WISE collectively throughout uh, the country have been talking 
um, to the media, as I'm doing today, just to keep this this awareness in front in front of everybody, because it 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 needs to be. We need that advocacy um, to to make sure it's not blown away. Is ten dollar a day daycare realistic? It it would be realistic um, if the funding formula supports it. Yeah, absolutely. So what's next? What's next? Um, we well, we've we've moved the dial um a fair bit in this last year. You know, we've got the workforce strategy, which we were really um pleased about, uh, which has come through some advocacy there, and um we are they are looking at the funding formula. It was supposed to be um, it was supposed to be uh, finalized last fall, but they've delayed it um until around August of this year. I'd like to see that work. Um, you know, pushed up. So, so then operators can have a runway. We need to plan, we need to budget, we need to understand what our capacities are. And um, especially for growth as well, because there's lots of growth that we have to build into this. So we, we need to have some uh, forward thinking in what we do as operators. Eunice Kirkpatrick, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. You're welcome. Thank you very much. I much appreciate it, Ralph. That was Eunice Kirkpatrick, CEO of the YMCA Northumberland. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.